There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Another weekend has gone by. Another managerial casualty in the Cinch Premiership. Six managers in the top flight out of the 12 have lost their jobs so far this season. Callum Davidson, the latest casualty at the weekend after St. Johnson lost to Livingston 2-0 there in West Lothian. Just a week after Robbie Nielsen was dismissed at Hearts. What's going on? Six out of 12. Well, we're with two great footballing names, Barry Ferguson, Andy Walker. They've been all over everything over all the weekend. Four games between the two of you. If you want to speak to Andy or Barry, you can call now. 0808 17 17 700. Barry, so late in the season, the man who won two cups just 24 months ago for St. Johnson, he's out of work. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a surprise when the news came through. Um, yesterday, as you just mentioned there, Callum won a, a cup double um 2021. I, look, I know they're only five points off the bottom at this moment in time, but I think for what he's done at St. Johnson, I think he deserved to, at least the the end of the season, to try and um, make sure St. Johnson were safe. So, yeah, very surprising that, that Callum get, get sacked yesterday. The chairman, Steve Brown, said, you know, he's a friend as well. He'll always be a club legend. It's one of the most difficult things that he had to do. But nevertheless, with only, what's that, six games to go, Andy? Yeah. He's shown him the door. And yet his assistant stays and Stephen McLean, yeah. good guy. But what do you feel about Callum's dismissal? I, I think he would have kept him up had he been given to the end of the season. But when you listen to St. Johnson supporters, they don't like what they've been watching for quite some time. And the... The goodwill of winning two trophies can only go on for, for so long. The fact is now that they're being drawn into a relegation battle. I think the the really poor loss at home to Ross County, that really turned the supporters um, against them up another notch. And when they start aiming uh, abuse at the uh, director's box, that's when they uh, pull the trigger. But the only thing I would say is, and I would say this about Hearts as well, if you're making a managerial change... It's such a big thing. Make it and bring someone in that you know can get on with the the supporters almost immediately. I don't understand the, the same coaching team just taking over. I can't understand a managerial change. Someone fresh comes in and you get a bit of a lift. But um, I think Callum will, will, will uh, resurface somewhere. He's uh, It's remarkable what he did with St. Johnston. And do Hearts look a little bit silly, Barry, a week after dismissing the manager and the assistant uh, that they've lost the derby for the first in ten? Well, to be fair to Robbie, his, his record in, in the Edinburgh derby was was unbelievable. Um, and uh, again, similar to Callum Davison, I, I think with the job at, at Robbie done at Hearts, I think he deserved until at least the, the end of the season. Um, very surprising. Um, but they've made the change. Stephen Naismith's come in. I think um, one of Robbie's assistants also stayed, um, which I, I, I find it strange when 
they do make, make a managerial change they, they keep some of the staff that already been there but listen that's the way the clubs operate now once the fans start, and, uh, start to obviously get on the back of a manager they tend to pull the, the trigger pretty I, quickly I think that's what's happened Barry I mean I've got a pal who's an Edinburgh Hearts season ticket holder have you really? and, and Robbie <laughs> Robbie come onto the pitch and at the end of the game and yeah. shook hands with everyone when they'd lost to St Mirren uh, last week and then he turned to the supporters and you know tried to give them a clap he was roundly booed shall we say you know the, the abuse directed towards him was oh there was some venom in it and I think when, when that happens it's very difficult to get them back I mean I've I've spoken to Hearts supporters who still don't forgive him for that Hibs uh, cup defeat of some years ago when Hibs went on to win the trophy I mean 2016 geez, get over it and also yeah. Broader Rangers yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago that's another one that yep. they, they bring that's up that's only three them. years ago yeah. two and a half years ago <laughs> right, what do you think who'd be a football manager 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 we could maybe cope with the 8, 9 million if you're the manager of Man City or Liverpool but you know in Scotland Andy could you now be a referee um, be a, well, a referee maybe we'll talk about that in VAR Gar is back. Go radios uh, okay. are. We're running the roll over that at 20 past five today. It's, That's not, the big it's news. not one of those reflective looks where we just say no. the referees are doing great and everything's right and their decisions are <laughs> correct. Right. Is it one of them? It's not sponsored by the SFA. Right. Let's That's put it that good. way. Could you be a manager, Andy Walker? I, I thought I was going to be a manager when I got towards the end of my career. Mm. I took all my coaching badges. I was fully qualified, but I didn't really have the fire in the belly that I thought I would have would have had and um, I was getting asked to do other things and I, I was quite happy doing that so um, I'm, I'm glad very glad of the decision that I made I asked you to do some other things and it worked in the radio <laughs> and the TV I always remember saying to Andy smile as well on the microphone yeah, uh, which right. uh, it takes you a long way but it was your can't believe takes I said, you a long time I, I thought you were going to no, say no no I can't believe I said that uh, live on air here in Go Radio you can speak to Andy Walker could have been a football manager 08 08 17 17 700 Barry, just over a year ago, you were the manager at Alawa. You brought Kelty into the top divisions. Do you miss it? Could you go back to it? No, I, I don't miss it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, similar to what Andy said there, I'd done my badges towards the end of my career, uh, got my pro licence. That's what I wanted to do. I managed for just over five years. I enjoyed probably four and a half of them, but the, the last job just, um, just sickened me if I'm being quite honest with you and, and listen I'm happy what, 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 what is doing. it that sickens you is it results is it relationships with fans or and board members just a mixture Andy just a mixture if I'm being perfectly honest um, you know what the the generations like they're a bit different now um, sometimes you would like to have a, a pop at them and if you have a pop at them you tend to lose them now so yeah just a mixture of things and I, I've got to be honest with you I've been out it now a year and I'm happier than I've ever been you've never been happy happier since <laughs> never been happy you've never been happier since the days you played football you know I need yeah. a wee bit of steak now you're on me <laughs> why not let's he's be even handed he was in top form on Friday that's <laughs> for sure <laughs> the tra they're still talking about the traffic that was done how did you go on at the weekend I haven't mentioned yet of course uh, Rangers 5-2 win on Saturday Celtic 4-1 the demolition match down there at Rugby Park Barry how was the reception back at Ibrooks? Yeah, it was good to be back. It was good to see them in the flesh, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Um, it was a bit up and down, if I'm being honest mm -hmm. with you. It wasn't the best performance, I think. If you listen to Michael Beale's interview after the game, he, he wasn't too happy. But listen, the main thing is they got the three points. Um, 
But I've got to be honest with you, I, I was impressed with St Myrne, the, the, their set-up. Uh, you can see why St Myrne um, are in the top six. They've got some decent players. Brilliant goal from Ahara. Uh, One of the best uh, of the season. I think he's two goals. Even yeah. his second finish yeah. is a brilliant finish. Um, but in the end, the last... Um, Michael Beale made a few changes. It certainly made a difference in um, the last 11-12 minutes. Rangers won the game we, we get the three goals but overall I have seen Rangers play better but the most important thing was obviously getting the three points yeah 5-2 sounds as though it's comfortable but when you watch it or see the highlights it was 2-2 for some time but Rangers narrowed it to nine points for 20 hours or so and then Andy well you were everywhere at the weekend we'll go back to Dingwall in a moment where you started <laughs> then you're at the Derby in Edinburgh yep. but what about that performance the first half hour how good was that Celtic against Kilmarnock yeah, the combination of Celtic being exceptional and Kilmarnock just caught like a rabbit in the headlights. Mm. So many of their players just didn't seem to know what, what was happening and they made so many individual errors. And at one point, I thought this could be six or seven before half time. It, such was the rate of the, the goals going in. But Aberdeen got, got one back and then Celtic made a couple of changes and, uh, you know, they maybe they just uh, lost a bit of momentum but um, they, they, they got the points after about 20 minutes they were secure and sometimes sometimes you can switch off a wee bit after that let's hear from both of the managers we'll hear from Michael uh, Michael Beale or Mick Beale as they call him I heard them talking QPR today Barry down south they seem to call him Mick Beale Mick or Mike he was speaking first of all about the guy who scored the first goal about Todd Cantwell really good to see him getting in the box and scoring and obviously the assist at the end of the, the long move it seemed like we had the ball forever but the assist he drives through the gap and, and slides Scotty in Todd's playing well there's more to come. I'm going to stay on him and make sure we get the player that I think's within him that he deserves to, to show everyone that ultimately I think will really help Rangers moving forward. So I'd like to see him in the first half when he's in and around the box. Uh, I'd like to see him put his laces through one or two and not be so soft in his shooting. So I don't want to seem like Mr Grumpy, but I want more from him because I, f I see it. It's there. So why would I not demand more from him? Why would he not demand more from himself? And I think that's what he needs from me. He's not the only one. The crowd seemed to like him. He's collecting the man of the matches now. So he's certainly uh, uh, the crowd's favourite at this moment in time. Barry, was he a 7 or 8 out of 10 for you? Yeah, he, he made a slight change. He played uh, Tillman on the right side and Cantwell come in uh, just behind Morelos. And, and you can see he likes that position. Technically, he's, he's very good, no doubt about it. How was Morelos, Barry? Um, I, I've seen him better but he got two goals Andy mm. yep. um, two goals but I, I like uh, Cantmill's performance um, good to see him driving into the box which mm. I go back to the the old firm game the, the week before Rangers didn't have enough in the final third for me but Cantmill certainly showed that on Saturday and a brilliant piece of play and one of the players who I thought may have come on last week against Celtic Scott Scotty Arfield yep. who makes their runs into the box and every time it was a great ball for Cantwell and a, a brilliant finish um, from uh, Scott Arfield but as I said I've seen Rangers play better no doubt about it someone asked uh, the manager exactly what you asked Barry what did he think of Morelos every single day he trains he's had some bumps and bruises and at times. I'd say to him, you know, you, you can have a day off trains day, but he's not that type of boy. He wants to train all the time. He wants to play all the time. He's always fit and ready to go. He's not at the level of the Alfredo that, that we know he can be, but he's, sco he's still scoring goals. Two more today. He's working hard for the team. I thought he had a decent performance last week as well. 
And so that's all you can ask for. Today we had a lot of players missing and, and Alfredo stood up for the team and played when he had one or two niggles himself. So that's all I can ask for from him. Andy, if we took the name away, you wouldn't know the manager was speaking about Morelos, I don't think. Yeah, you, yeah, but he's obviously gone back to being the maybe the undisputed number one striker. I think we all accepted that his, his record is phenomenal, but you know his attitude has been questionable, certainly at the start of the season. And then when Cholak came in and uh, was scoring regularly, you thought he would be the, the main man. But Morelos has come back and he's into the side. I'm sure he'll play up a couple of games now for Rangers against Aberdeen at Pataudry and then Celtic, of course, at Hamden. And it looks as though Morelos is the is the go-to number one striker again. For Celtic, went back to 12 points then after that demolition of Kilmarnock. The manager, Ange Postacoglu, afterwards. Outstanding first half. The boys were, uh, were brilliant. They were football. They uh... Yeah, our attitude, our intent. Um, you know, it's a big game last week, so you're kind of looking for to make sure the boys are still focused. And it was outstanding. Second half got a bit sloppy. Um, never really got into any sort of rhythm. A lot of stop starts. Um, but overall, you know, knowing the challenge that was there before us today, um, a great job. Andy, former striker for uh, Celtic. I'm just I don't know what Barry's laughing at there, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, 91 points and 100 over 100 goals. Well, the amount of goals they score is phenomenal. The the share, the spread of the goals. I mean, obviously, Kyogo is the recognised number one striker. It was good to see the South Korean striker, O, in front of Jurgen Klinsmann getting an opportunity, but he didn't really have many attempts at goal. Just that one where he, he knocked it past the post. But um, I, I, I'm never a fan of going to Kilmarnock just because of the surface. And uh, I just don't enjoy it. I don't think you see a great game there. But Celtic were absolutely magnificent, scoring heavily again. And as we mentioned earlier, it could have been so much more when they had, uh, what was it? They had three by about 20 minutes. My goodness, you were you were thinking of six or seven before half time. But uh, thankfully for Kilmarnock, they, uh, they only lost four and they're not too demoralised as they go into every game now. I think they'll be thinking they can get points. It's always difficult going up against Celtic in that form. Barry, it could have been even more. Yeah, watching it, they had a 20 minute period from that Kyogo's first goal until the, the 27th or 28th minute. I can't remember exactly when it was. Andy's right. I, I, I was sitting watching it in the sofa thinking that this could be anything uh, they wanted to be. Uh, and listen, I think Derek made a, a, a double change which took the sting out of the game. No doubt about it. It made um, Kilmarnock a bit more solid and compact because they were so wide open. Now that's down to Celtic's good play because they interchange so much. The fullbacks come away in. Um, the front three are their movement is um, is different class. But yeah, watching it after that fourth goal, I'm thinking this could have been six or seven. Um, but thankfully for Commander, as Andy says there, they've got away with one. Um, they kind of took their foot off the gas, made a few changes, which generally happens. Um, but now Commander, I've got six games left to make sure. They try and stay in the Premier League. I, I, I still find it unbelievable that they are in a, a relatively good position given that they've only picked mm. up two points away from home. It's it's unbelievable. It's relegation, Normal, material, it's relegation yeah. material. But obviously, in you know, stark contrast, their home form has been really good. And I think that's what gives the supporters uh, a bit of hope 
that they can survive again. Yeah, seven home wins. Derek McInnes spoke afterwards. There's no question we're going to have to try and score more goals. I thought we looked a threat second half. You know, the press was good, the energy was good. Vassell led the line brilliantly. But we're now up against six teams between now and the end of the season where we know we can win these games. You know, that's the Celtic and the Rangers and the light out of the way. We've got games here that we know we can win. So it's not often that uh, Rangers and Celtic miss penalties in the same day, Barry, is it? Uh, well, same weekend. Uh, James Tavernier, unlike him, missing a penalty. Yeah, very unlike him. Rangers get um, a penalty early doors and you think it's going to hit the back yeah. of the net. Um, he, he struck it pretty well. The yeah. keeper's made a, a, a decent save um, and same way Kyogo's won. Um, so generally you don't see both of them missing those penalties. He, he, he takes so many. You, you do wonder if uh, goalkeepers looking at it, they all do their homework on penalty takers, of course. I don't know, can you... Can you read him a, a, a bit better because he takes so many? I don't know. But uh, Kyogo had his and he, you saw the smile before he took it and the, I think the game was a, was already won but uh, couldn't hit the target. Trevor Carson did well, didn't he? That's, I think, probably one of the first times he saved against James Tavernier. And for Kyogo, you just expect it to go in the back of the net. The same with both of them. So, Celtic fans, what are you thinking now with the six games to go? Can you beat Brendan Rodgers' record of how many years ago? Was that three, four, four years ago? Um, and they're still chasing Jock Steen's record of games without... I don't, I don't know no. if you can... The record might be the same, but you can't compare any team to the Lisbon Lions. They, sure. They'd be standalone yeah. in their achievements and it might be, yeah, the same amount of wins, but... Uh, 17 wins at the moment. Yeah. Jock twice had uh, 23. That's right. I'm only giving you the facts, Andy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> facts, but yeah, you know, you can... In a <laughs> no, different era. Sure, when you think of now in the gap, I mean, Rangers are going to Pataudry on Sunday, so that's second against third... And the gap is how many points? Is that about 30 odds? It's yep. 29. Uh, 29. Yep. 29. So Spot go. on. And, and it's that, four, that's is it four o'clock on Sunday. Half yeah. four. Kick you, are you on live? Yeah. And we're on, yeah. On but that's a huge gap between second and third. When And maybe that was one of the problems that uh, Hearts had with Robbie Nielsen because they were, they were quite vocal in that they said, we want to try and get closer to Celtic and Rangers. And of course, they're, they're so far off it. I think on any given day they can, but. Mm. Over the course of the season, 30 points is a lot. Good article today in the record from Keith Jackson uh, about the heart situation. Just seems a bit strange. Yeah, it's strange. And then the, yeah. the Snodgrass yeah. situation. Who, yeah. well, I've got to be honest with you, when, when I've seen Hearts play, Snodgrass was one of their best yeah. players, if not mm. their best player. Sure. Um, so he, be, I'm sure it, in time yeah. we'll, we'll find out exactly what's happened there. But yeah, strange about Robbie and very strange about Snodgrass experience I don't think you can buy experience as well and, sure. and he's got a, a beautiful left peg he was playing in the centre of the pitch dictating play for Hearts so yeah but strange uh, what's uh, going on through it at Tyne Castle I, I, I thought it was a really good signing as well he's still yeah. got great ability I know they lost at Fir Park recently but I remember watching the game and thinking he's still got mm. it he's range of passing and I think people around now if, you, if you've got runners if you've got people with energy people want to go behind anyone that wants to come short Snodgrass will, will find you so yeah again a big surprise and is Stephen Fletcher the man who will keep Dundee United up I'm just thinking of another veteran who's done so well down south coming up next after the break VAR is back yeah Barry, just about Stephen Fletcher uh, yeah. I mean I still think Stephen Fletcher's a, a, a top centre forward um, but, brilliant, he's in brilliant condition and he's 
if it wasn't for Stephen Fletcher Dun United would be struggling big time absolutely quick break and then we're back with Garth the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley let's go yep the goal assisted referee here on VAR we get our chance to speak about the weekend maybe not the most controversial of weekends but there were a few incidents as well in fact I'm going to kick off with uh, one here which uh, I think the Celtic fans unanimously will say Derek what are you talking about this is Derek McInnes speaking about O I thought it should be a red card for, for O as well we get Vassell sent off for a similar challenge at Easter Road and I don't know what VR are looking for if it's the same people on VR that looked at the one at Easter Road uh, Liam Donnelly's got a full foot in the face um, but what I see people sent off for that but if my players get sent off for Easter Road I, I do believe that that was a red card as well Andy you were there well, the Vassell Easter Road one was not a red card. It was a ridiculous decision, yeah. and you should you should just stick with that because it would have been ridiculous had you sent O off yeah. uh, for that. There was no no intent. aggressive motion. There was no violent conduct. Mm-hmm. There was actually no connection, um, and a foul, a, a, a yellow card was was sufficient. Barry, what did you think? In terms of the the O, oh, oh, yeah, I don't even know if it's a yellow card. If yeah. I'm being brutally honest, yeah. um, I, I see Derek's point with Vassell at the the game sure. against yeah, that was Easter a poor Road. Decision. Yeah, I agree with ridiculous that. Ridiculous decision. It's never a sending off, but O's one in in Sunday. Um, no, no chance. The same. A booting at most. Yeah. I think I, I think what we're in danger of now is looking at still images and thinking, right, that must be a red. And we had one on Friday night in, in Dingwall with Graham Shinney. Yeah. I'm coming to that next. Let's go to Friday night. Dingwall. No, you're right. On you go, Andy. I agree. Well, yeah. Friday so. night in Dingwall, and I think you can tackle with a bit of force. I don't think it was outrageous. He caught the ball cleanly. There's going to be a natural follow through. And yes, he did catch him on his uh, shin guard. But after, I don't know, I think it was about five seconds, both players were up, getting on with it. The referee on the pitch saw it. I don't think he was going to do anything about it. And then you're you're looking at a still image, and of course, still images can paint uh, the, the the wrong picture. And I think it's a dangerous road to go down if you want to justify red cards with still images. Barry, what do yeah, you feel? I've got to agree with him. Yeah. I, I know quite a few people will disagree with myself, but I don't think it's a a, a red card. Um, he goes in clearly, wins the ball. There is a follow through on his shin, but I don't think there's any intent from Graham Shinney at all and as Andy's right see if you slow it down it looks it yeah. looks worse got to see a still real picture time. yeah a still picture makes it look horrendous but in real time I'm watching the game on Friday night Andy's obviously doing it in, in commentary and I'm thinking to myself nothing the guy rolls and then within what 10 seconds he's back up he's got a slight limp but that's what happens when you go in with a bit of aggression sure and Aberdeen on such a great run, but they are facing Rangers next Sunday, and that means the captain, Graham Shinney, will miss it. Yeah, I think he'll miss two or three games, um, which is a pity. I mean, he's played so many games in his career, and he's managed to get two uh, red cards almost back-to-back. The one up at uh, St Johnston, was it? Two yellows. So, yeah, they'll miss him because he is a... It's not even the way that he plays, Barry. It's it's his uh, it's his anger and it's his shouting at others. To, to demand a bit more he's, a couple of young players in the Aberdeen on the pitch really intense yep. and I think it's a good thing can they appeal it? they have appealed it oh, good yep. they have appealed it I don't think they'll get away with it but really? I yeah. don't I didn't realise they'd appealed it mm. but uh, good on them breaking news from Barry 
Thank you, Barry. I hope I'm right. Can Barry's you check? Got, I hope so. Barry's Michelle, got contacts in the SFA. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is doing the traffic. He was on last night for RT. He was brilliant, actually, in goal last night, but uh, he's too big for us here at the moment. He's just <laughs> He's got Rochelle, Rochelle back in from the breakfast show. She's come back um, in. So that's Graham two, Shinney's been yeah. sent off a, a few weeks ago. That's right, yeah, Andy's right. Yep. But I think that's, a four, that's an automatic four-game ban. But that could affect them in their pursuit for yeah, he's a big player. five Listen, to six million. Again, he's experienced, he's... He's played at a real high level, Graham Shinney. He's he's a real leader in the Aberdeen team, no doubt about it. So he'll be a, a massive miss. And this is the point. It's so important. Refs are doing their best, but we're now dealing with the VAR team as well. And it's so difficult, isn't it? That's a great point. They could miss out between five and six million, Andy, because if they're third spot, they get yeah. that money. I think just in general, Paul, I'm doing as many games down south as I do in Scotland. And I think we all watched, most of us watched Liverpool-Arsenal last week. Yeah. I thought it was a great game. Yeah. And I think if that's a Scottish referee or a Scottish VAR refereeing team, I think there would have been multiple red cards. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the bar is set much higher, not just for yellow and reds, but for fibbles, mm -hmm. um, I think that's the way to go. I think players will happily accept that. And I just wish, if we're going to have any improvement, I wish they would just speak to the players. Speak to the players in Scotland to get their view mm -hmm. on how they are being refereed and, you know, maybe that would be uh, something that the referees could take on board. If you set the bar a bit higher, just for fools. I mean, I'm at, I'm at Hibs Hearts on Saturday. 12 yellow cards. And it did, was, what, was it merited? It was were ridiculous. No. A few of them were, yeah. but 12. And then you've got the fourth official saying, hang on a minute, the, uh, Robbie Nielsen and Lee Johnson are shouting at each other. So the referee came over and gave them a yellow card each. I mean, it's Stephen pathetic. Naismith, yeah. Hey, sorry, Stephen sorry, Naismith yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and, and Lee Johnson. And Lee Johnson. Yeah. So, so he's... It's ridiculous. Shopping them. I mean, that, yeah. that happens. Um, you know what I mean? You're in a, you're in a derby game. Tempers are, are sometimes going to go over the line, but to go and give them a booking... Come on. Come on. Yeah. Just come over and have yeah. a word and say, listen, you used to, really? to go and sit down on that bench. Yeah. Give it a break for five or ten minutes and go on with the game. Here's another one on our gar here. We'll do it every Monday around the same time, probably. Uh, right, Dundee United against Motherwell at Fir Park. Motherwell were one up. Could have been two up. Van Veen, uh, the second one was offside. Uh, we're not, I think that was offside, wasn't it, when we looked at it again? Don't know if you've seen it. But what yeah. about the Dundee United, the penalties? It's so a penalty. The first one, a penalty. So should that have been a yellow card for Liam Kelly? Yeah, yep. it's a penalty. It's a penalty. Andy? Hey, there's no consistency with yellow cards. Is you it? can handball it deliberately, but you might get a yellow and you might not. And I think that is the thing that really frustrates managers, coaches and, of course, uh, players. But it was a penalty. I, I agree with that. And the second one, which looked almost identical, Barry, as uh, Stephen Fletcher's threw again it's on a, goals. It's a penalty. But the referee said no and he no. booked him. Yep. Because then they would have to have booked Liam Kelly again and then send him off. Um, for me, I, I think it's another penalty. I thought so too. I thought it was the same incident. There's definitely contact uh, and absolutely it's not a yellow card for Stephen Fletcher. See, that, that's his issue. Where's the consistency? Because I think they're almost identical. And of course, you can't uh, challenge any yellow card, you know, unless it's, I think, unless it's for simulation. 
So Niskanen had equalised from Van Veen's goal. As I said, Motherwell could have been two up. And then Jamie McGrath from the penalty that was given uh, took it well. He was cool and a 2-1 win for United. But if it had been 1-1 and there wasn't a penalty given, you know, if it, that could cost Jim Goodwin. It could cost Dundee United their top place. And the, there's millions of pounds, isn't it, at stake? We, we just should have a better use of VAR and I've been saying it for, for so long. I, I was happy that it came in. I just don't think we're, we're using it uh, well enough and I'll say it again, I think we're being forensic in our examination of how high is every hand, how strong is every jersey pull or tug or connection, and um, it's not been a good look. How long have we had it in now? Six months? October. Maybe. Yeah. They says there was going to be some teething Heart Celtic problems. was the I think one. it's getting worse. Do you think Honestly, so? Yeah. I think it's getting mm. worse. And why, Barry, what do you think's happened? Why is it getting worse when the technology should be helping the referees? I think it's unhelpful when you hear Ian Maxwell, Chief Executive of the SFA, yep, technology's working and yeah, that's great. Um, we all know the technology is working. It's the application and the interpretation of the laws of the game that sometimes I think we're just looking foolish. And last week, obviously, with uh, Kevin Clancy getting so much stick afterwards, you want to disassociate from that kind of behaviour, and uh, everyone in the game has. Absolutely everyone has. And but who would be a referee, Andy? This is the problem, isn't it? And I think there's too many referees now looking at the same incidents, and you're saying, if, see if you slow it down, well, uh, most things will often look as though it's a penalty or it should be you know, against the... They get it wrong when you slow it down. You see just that moment of contact. Well, maybe it's highlighting just how poor VAR has been as a uh, as a starting point for, for Scottish football. It, the clubs are paying for it. Yep. And I think the clubs should be getting together and speaking to the referees, speaking to the SFA, speaking to whoever gives them guidance and, and leadership. And above all else, please speak to the players. Mm. It's the players who are on the end of these decisions and some of the players are really smart, really intelligent, and I think what they would have to say would help uh, referees uh, do a better job. What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Andy, at three of the games at the weekend, Barry at the game at uh, Ibrox. Was there anything there, Barry, uh, VAR-wise, that we could mention at the moment? I don't no. think the ref, it was right, but the penalty, wasn't it? It was a penalty. Were your yeah, prawn yeah. sandwiches up to a good standard or <laughs> oh, not? Well, can I just say the red wine was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> the Rioja was beautiful. It's a good, I didn't good. get that treatment yeah. over the weekend. I was at three games and I got a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> that was it. Uh, and a pie. <laughs> right, that's us. So we reckon that Graham Shinney, that was harsh. Um, we also felt that uh, the Dundee United penalty... They should have been given a penalty and Stephen Fletcher should not have got uh, the card. That was wrong. Um, well, well, let's see what happens next week. We'll do it every the Monday. Rangers yeah. penalty, Raskin, yeah. that, that was a penalty. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Okay, that's you up to date. G-A-R The Go-Assisted Referee On the Go Radio Football Show With CSD Air Conditioning Experienced installers of air conditioning systems Good time to call now, heading to the break. You can speak to Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker, Paul Cooney here. Tomorrow night we'll be on as well with uh, Kenny Miller and Mark Guidi. Wednesday, Barry and Peter Grant. Thursday, Stephen McGinn and Mark. And Friday, Barry and Andy. Oh, you're both back. Andy Walker, you're back on Friday. 
Friday double, before double helping. before yep. the Hertz again on Saturday we're doing Hertz and uh, Ross County of course there's so much coming up this week yeah the games why is the Rangers game so late next week Andy I'm looking at you as a, a Sky representative there <laughs> are Scottish Cup eh, sorry English yep. Cup semi-finals next week and there's a slot available for a for a later uh, Scottish game That'll, that'll be a tough game for Rangers yeah. up there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've got to bonish. We I was talking to Andy before we come off here. We're speaking about Aberdeen defensively. That that's the best I've seen them in a yeah. long time. They look solid. They look well organised now. And you've got to give Barry Robson credit for the job he's done since he's went in there. If he continues like this, does he get the job? Do you think they will do yeah. it before the end of the season? Why not? He's got an experienced yeah. assistant manager. I think that was a a good bit of business by Barry Robson to bring him in. Um, so yeah I, I, I think if he does well from now until the end of the season I think he should be given a, a chance to, to take it forward Andy? I, I'm amazed at the change in Aberdeen because a couple of months back I was at Tynecastle when they lost five to Hearts and then a, a few weeks later they lost six at uh, Easter Road and in between they lost to Darvo and you're looking at the players and you think you are not giving it everything for your manager so uh, I don't know why that happened but there, there had to be a change and not only is Barry Robson getting better results but I like the way he speaks there's no nonsense and he just talks about winning it, it, it doesn't matter how you how you play just give me everything you've got and we need to win don't, don't do anything daft don't take any chances and as Barry was saying they were under a lot of pressure with the, the amount of balls that come into the box in Dingwall on Friday night and they I thought they defended really well and they've got some players that can that can hurt uh, most teams and I think when you've got a couple of strikers in good form obviously Duke has got 18 goals mm. I think Miofsky has got 14-15 so that partnership tells you that uh, it's a team that give them service in and around the box and they'll, they'll win more than they lose Barry, we remember in uh, January a few times we had the manager of Darvall on up against uh, Aberdeen under the management of Jim Goodwin. They've both gone now. Mick Kennedy yeah, has, has again, left. that was another yeah. um, surprise yesterday. Um, obviously, great result um, against Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup. Um, I think their, their league form's been a bit up and down. But I think in, in general, Mick's done a, an excellent job at, at Darvall. So that was um, another surprise yesterday in the, the managerial front. Joe and Hillhead wants to ask Andy could somebody like Mick Kennedy go straight into the top league and get one of the jobs that's going could that happen he was so inspirational in his uh, team talk look at what he did yeah, I, Darvel, don't, I, don't, I don't think so I think most directors people who are involved in the selection of managers they look at uh, experience uh, I mean if you're if you're going into the St. Johnson job, for example, you'll maybe need someone with a bit of experience to get them away from the from the bottom. I'm actually thinking someone like Callum Davidson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously that 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 he's he's gone now. But you tend to think of people with a, a bit of experience, and um, I know that a lot of fans think it's a bit of a merry-go-round, same old faces, but. Um, I think when you invite applications, I think that's always good. You get a, I know that you get a lot of interest in Scottish football from managers, coaches who have served their time abroad, and uh, just remains to be seen who gets these jobs. 
So much to play for at the top of the table. And by that, I mean third spot. Obviously, Celtic 12 points clear. What's that? Six games to go. The split's just one game away. But at the bottom, who is going to go down? Dundee United fighting for their lives and doing so well. Kelly, the home record, could it be good enough for them? But they're now second bottom, just one point ahead of Ross County. And Ross County at the bottom. Quick break and then we're back with Barry and Andy. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks for making the switch every evening, Monday to Friday, 5 until 7. Thanks to Rochelle coming from The Breakfast Show to be with us mind you where would you rather be Barry up at uh, what five in the morning for the breakfast show or when do you get up and out you've been out running today you do your ten miles or a good wait, walk wait, today wait, you no, try no. to say that I do Nothing, sleep in and not I just get up whenever I want Barry, I'm you're the most organised about quarter to seven yeah. seven o'clock seriously every single yeah. morning wow yep I'm up I'm either going out a jog or I'm out a walk by about eight o'clock there you go, what are you doing? <laughs> on the box, same as you, <laughs> up and out, have 6.30. And uh, yeah, listen. Uh, I, I rolling bacon, hey, rolling uh, sausage. No, 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 I'm off it, trying not to. Sitting yeah. in your seat. <laughs> Hardly, I wish. That porridge uh, in the morning after. I'm, I, I'm half, up yeah. at uh, yeah. half seven as well. Good, yeah. Up and about. Up and about. Yeah. Busy, busy. Sky at the weekend, you were, well, you were just about everything. But here we're looking at, uh, well, a number of things. Here's a question for both of you um, about the attendance at Rugby Park. And it happens when the old firm go to some of the grounds. Why spaces? So this is Mick, who's been on, at Mick H1916. Um, says Celtic could have had another 4,000 tickets yesterday. Say at £35 a head, that's nearly 150,000, you know, going to well, mainly Kilmarnock, they would much rather have an empty stadium than make, wasn't empty, but spaces than make money or give the tickets away to local schools. Madness, embarrassing watching those empty seats on Sky. I did notice it in some parts of the ground, Andy. It was it was sparse for a game that's you know so many you, Celtic fans want to go you, to. You notice it from time to time, and I think it's a it's an answer that only a, one of the directors can come yeah. up with because they they've obviously got a reason. I mean, I was up at Dingwall on Friday night and we were told that there were two and a half thousand Aberdeen fans, uh, which I think is a great sell for... I mean, yeah. Ross County is a small ground. To have that uh, two and a half thousand there, to have the um, that, uh, wee bit of an edge, mm. wee bit of an atmosphere, I think it helps. So I'm all for letting more and more people into grounds, but it's a question for one of the Kilmarnock directors, I think. There must be a reason behind mm. it, but... If they don't want to sell the tickets, for instance, to the Celtic supporters yesterday, don't give them to schools or yeah. or groups or, or or whatever you know what I mean, and make sure you get a, a decent atmosphere in the stadium. Because I don't think it's a great look when you obviously watch the game yesterday and you see so many empty seats. Jurgen Klinsmann, Andy, did you get together afterwards, you two great strikers? He was yep. great with uh, Luke Shanley. I He's so accommodating. Yeah. He's so uh, courteous. He would speak about everything. He's uh, number two, Andreas Herz Herzog. Did you play against him, Barry? Played against oh. him. Uh, he yep. was a yep. bit of quality, mm. eh? Yep, he was. Did you play against Klinsmann? No. No. Well, Andy, well, just before your time. Well, hang on. He was. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he played, played against on, uh, yeah. some of the Wraith Rovers, Wraith Rovers. boys. Well and he scored the he scored the Easter Road yeah. when um, I think Wraith Rovers ground wasn't he, up to European standard. <laughs> but the younger listeners realise that in the nineties, that was ninety four, wasn't it? Thereabouts yeah. that Wraith Rovers played against the German Giants. Yeah, I can so. remember Hearts playing. Um, 
Bayern Munich in uh-huh. a in a European yeah. competition. But that's harsh. You would you almost know. expect some of that. Uh, but you know, uh, Wraith Rovers. But anyway, yeah. Jurgen yeah. Klinsmann was just uh. very accommodating. He was happy to speak to Luke Shanley, give all the chat about the South Korean national team. He's obviously gone there with a, a top coaching team. And he was just doing the rounds of Europe, looking at all the young South Korean players, see who's uh, available. And obviously the star man at uh, at Tottenham is his son. He calls yeah. him Sonny. So, um, yeah. aye, they've got uh, something to offer. What did he see on O? I mean, many of us would see the highlights or see the game live. I actually yeah. think you've seen a lot more from O in 15, 20-minute cameo appearances in recent weeks. And that's bizarre because he came on at half-time, but... As Ange Postacoglu was saying earlier, just lost a bit of rhythm, became a bit sloppy and he didn't really... And credit to Kilmarnock, I mean, they'd changed yeah. it and they just wanted to keep the score down, keep it respectable, get a wee bit of pride back and um, he only had that one chance but he's certainly someone with, uh, I think, a lot to offer. Barry, great that the South Korean manager was there and Jürgen Klinsmann in town. It all adds to the thing, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's good when you're watching yeah. it and you, you listen to a... Uh, an unbelievable striker. I mean, he was a legend of the game. Talk. Um, looking forward to coming up to Scotland and watching the game. Um, so it was good. And I think, I think Celtic have got a player. I know. I, I do. For what I've seen of him, Andy's right. Yesterday, never had really much because um, the game. Let's be honest. The game was was done, and he had that one chance. It was a great cross in from Young Vata. Mm-hmm. Um, he got across the, uh, the centre back, but just didn't get enough on it. Um, but he does he looks he, he's different for Kyogo he's more powerful um, he likes the physical side of the, the, the game and he's only 21 as well so I think we work with Postacoglu and, and players like Kyogo I think he's only going to get better the young man and young Vata you know his dad well Andy uh, he, he came close to getting the assist yeah he's uh, well his old man has just got a terrific story of uh, you know just getting away from Albania and mm. making his making progress in Europe it's uh, it's something a bit a bit special he's a good guy Rudy and his son has obviously got the same type of uh, attitude that his dad had but it's, me and Barry have spoken about it before it's so difficult as a young player 17, 18, 19 to try and get some first team game time at Celtic or, or Rangers. They're the biggest clubs, mm-hmm. they've got the biggest squads and look at who they bring on. Now that you've got uh, the ability to bring on five substitutes, more often than not this season, Celtic have been bringing on four, five international players yeah. and that keeps them you know, it keeps them happier than, than maybe previous years. But Ben Summers got a run out, didn't he, in the last few minutes? Tell it's, us about him. Well, it's, a, it's an occasion he'll never forget. He made his first team debut. He's been at the club since, uh, I think he was about eight years old. And that's what you dream about, getting a chance. So that's a great moment for him, something he'll, he'll never forget. I'm sure he'll get to keep that strip. But of course, what <laughs> you want to do is uh, play again and again and begin to, to make a difference. It's, it's really tough. I'm only laughing because we know that you were charged for your strip the second time round. Let's be honest, there's nothing better than seeing young players (laughs) break through. Um, But they've got to realise when they do break through and they get that opportunity like yesterday, now the hard work really starts now. It's about hard graft and dedication and and making sure you're doing extra. Uh, So we don't see enough of it, let's be honest, at Rangers and Celtic. So when you see young, young guys coming through... You hope that they've got the the real desire to go and work even harder and make sure the 
and get more game time. Sure. There was a young lad at Kilmarnock yesterday, David Watson. Yes. He yep. is 18. He's come through the, the ranks there. He's getting some game time. He's getting some regular game time. And, you know, it's, I, I'm the same as Barry. I just love seeing young guys getting a getting a chance because all you want to do, uh, uh, all you want to see, rather, is for them to take it. Uh, go back to Dylan Smith. Yeah, 16. Up at, uh, Ross County. And he's getting a run in the team. Mm-hmm. And it's because of injuries. And uh, I think Yakaviti mm-hmm. broke his nose in a game recently. I think it was against uh, St. Johnson. But he's getting a run in the team and he doesn't look out of place. So he looks physically great, ready great as well. See. I mean, 16 years of age. He um, could be a wee bit sharper, I think, just mm-hmm. in his, his reading of the game, his positional sense. But he's got so... Yeah, yeah, that'll come with experience. Yeah, exactly. Plus he's still grown as well. Um, he's a big boy. Yeah, he is a, <laughs> he's a big boy. But I've, I've been impressed with him. And, I mean, 16 years of age to get in that first team and, and playing live on, on Sky, you, you can't better that. Yeah, you're mentioning those young players getting, well, the debuts, Ben Summers yesterday. What age were you your first time you came on for Rangers? 18. 18. 18. Were you a sub? In the first game, can you remember? No, no, no. no I, I started, um, but that that area for Rangers, I mean, you had Gascoigne, Stuart McCall, Ian Ferguson. Um, I mean, I can go on. There, sure. there was so many: Derek McInnes, Charlie Muller. Wow, I mean, it was an area of the pitch that Rangers were were, were really strong. Um, and the great thing for me when I was young, when these guys never played, we would play the reserves on a Monday, and you'd be playing alongside some of these players who'd played three hundred. 350 games so you gain so much experience um, playing alongside these guys it's all connected isn't it we talk about Klinsman we talk about Gascoigne we talk about both of you Barry what was he like what was Gaza like with you uh, do you know what I, I've got to be honest with you for what he'd done in the game and what an unbelievable football player he was just a, a brilliant guy he never walked past every time our games were a Tuesday night well they could be any kind of night with the, the youth team if you were playing in the youth team at that time and he would always make a point a minute or two how'd you got on last night who scored and that's Paul Gascoigne speaking to you I mean a minute or two of your time is is nothing just a just a brilliant guy and a brilliant football player just to see him close up and actually train with him every, every single day so many things that he would do with a football were just ridiculous <laughs> and Andy he was a world superstar when you think about it remember yeah. when he went to Italy when he went to Lazio that it became the big programme on Channel 4 that everyone yeah. started to watch and James Rich well, you know, and he, he helped yeah. to boost Italian football there was a time when the Italian league was by far and away the best league in the world but now you've got uh, you know the riches of yeah. the English Premier League and it's the it's the biggest league in the world it's the most competitive um but no, that that inspiration that you take from players like that, I, I can relate to. I mean, I was Barry's making his debut at eighteen. I was absolutely nowhere near it uh, at eighteen, and even when I got a chance at nineteen at Motherwell, and I thought I was ready at Motherwell, but I wasn't. It was too quick. Uh, I I couldn't cope, and I had to play more reserve games. I had to build myself up a little, uh, a little uh, physically. But I had really good uh, professionals there. I mean, he never likes me talking about it, but um, Who? Uh, John Gagan was, I mean, he's an after-dinner speaker. Yeah. He makes, uh-huh. he's, he's one of the best, but yeah. he was a fantastic help to me. Was he? Yeah, so yeah, winger he was, at Morton and Motherwell, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. I, when I was at Motherwell, he had been there for a number of years and, uh, you know, he, he sort of has a, 
a bit of a laugh at himself talks about being the record uh, appearance holder and for substitute appearances that, that type of thing he's very and, self-deprecating you know yeah. not knocking on the door of Tommy McLean the manager why am I not on the first team because you're far too good for the reserves <laughs> <laughs> he just makes me uh, laugh when you, see, know, when you say his name he's I mean, brilliant he is brilliant. Uh, but he was great and uh, we had a good group at, at Motherwell under Tommy McLean Gary McAllister was exceptional we had uh, yeah. Tom Boyd who went yeah. on to have Chelsea. such a brilliant Celtic. career at uh, Celtic and then I was with Fraser Wisher Chris McCart and uh, it was it was almost like being at a good school just trying to learn how, how to be a player John Gagan could maybe give you a few lines for broadcasting as well Eggs <laughs> <laughs> is no, I'm great I'm Sam Andy I made my debut but I wasn't ready physically and mentally no. wasn't ready I get dipped in dipped back out by um, Walter Smith yep, and Archie Knox yep, yep. and I, I always remember going to John McGregor and John Brown at the time who are the reserve team managers and, and moaning at them and they're like listen well you need to do something about it you need to get stronger make sure I went into the gym and do a bit extra in the afternoon so you just don't get it laid in a plate for you you need to go and work for it and and you jumped height wise as well didn't you from the age yeah, of I was, what I mean I got took out of school early because yeah. I, I was um, I was going to say you were excelling yeah. at school, were you? <laughs> I was getting in far too much trouble at school, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I was I was really small. I mean, no weight whatsoever on on me. So get in, get the porridge. Archie Knox used to stand over the top of me and make sure I ate a massive big bowl of porridge. I don't even like porridge. No, uh, yeah, it was absolute torture. <laughs> and but that's the things you have to do. It's daft because yeah. back then I was told to drink Guinness. I no, mean, what? <laughs> Are you serious? I was told to drink Guinness. That'll put a few pounds on you. I mean, <laughs> it's hardly uh, sports science, wow. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Walker, Barry Ferguson, more of this after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! Yeah, that's the number to call Barry Ferguson, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney. 0808 17 or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. And don't forget about the podcasts, wherever you get the podcasts, uh, tune in thanks to everyone who's made that switch from five every evening to the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors well what a weekend it was probably more at the bottom of the table where Dundee United had another win for them at the top Celtic a win on Sunday 4-1 against Kilmarnock the, the damage done in the first what 27 minutes um, Kelly getting that goal just before half time and remarkably uh, Andy no other goals in the second half yeah, that was a strange thing when you saw Matt O'Reilly getting a couple. Um, obviously, he thought he might go on. I think it would have been his first hat-trick of the season, but uh, he just settled for the two. Maida looked really sharp, looked really busy, gave uh, Mayo a bit of a 
a bit of a hard time. And then, of course, Kyogo got his goal, missed his penalty, but you thought he would get another couple of chances in the second half. But, you know, making the change with the O coming on, you just thought Celtic would would get about six or seven, but take. I, I think credit to Kilmarnock. They obviously just wanted to be a bit more respectable and that's the way it turned out. Here's a bit more from Ange about the game. I mentioned before the game, I thought we needed some energy and, and the guys coming in, I thought, gave us that and, and just the whole group in general really sort of, you know, came out and, um, you know, with a real intent. You know, as I said, big game last week, there's always the danger that, you know, um, after having such a big win that maybe the boys uh, are not right at it. But, um, yeah, we just got a little bit sloppy with some of our passing and some of our movement. Um, and, you know, it's again, it's a timely reminder to us. Um, you know, we could, still could have scored goals, but we weren't anywhere near as fluent. But, yeah, again, the boys stuck strong in there and, and did what they had to do. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? Give us a call. 08 08 17 17 700. It's Motherwell this coming weekend, Andy. Two of your old clubs coming up against each other on Saturday. For Rangers, it's Petaudry Sunday, 4 o'clock which is well, uh, late, as you were mentioning earlier, for the TV scheduling. Yeah, and we spoke about managerial changes and, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, a bit surprising, but when you look at what Motherwell have done, they made a change and they brought someone in quite quickly. And my goodness, it's worked. Stuart Kettwell has done a terrific job there. And you, you do think, had they made the change maybe a, a few weeks earlier, um, you know, they could have been challenging for a, a top six place. But um, the way it goes, Celtic don't take anything for granted. I think the way that they start games, it's always 100%. It's always 100 miles an hour. It's always very controlled. And they had the game won by, you know, 20 minutes yesterday. And sometimes they can make the game look easy, but it's only because of the amount of effort that they put in. And Barry, for Rangers, you were at the game on Saturday. They had to get back to winning because, you know, under Michael Beale, he'd done no wrong apart from not managing to beat Celtic in those games. Um, and that was that was an important win for uh, Rangers against St Mirren, but he wasn't happy about conceding goals. Yeah, and for a stage, it looked um, that St Mirren could get away for Ibrooks with, with a point, but he, he made a, a treble change around about the 75th minute or 76th minute. Um, and that certainly made a difference, no doubt about it. Um, it opened um, St Myrna up a wee bit. Obviously, Arfield coming on. Um, I, I just honestly think he, he makes a difference at times, Scott, Scott Arfield. I know a lot of people go on about his age, 34, but I still think he's got a lot to offer, Scott, uh, Scott Arfield. But the last 10 minutes of the game was won for Rangers, um, making sure they, they come away with the three points. And that was the most important thing after... Obviously, the defeat against Celtic the previous week. Do you wonder why he didn't bring him on against Celtic? Yeah, I, I did. Um, because I, I thought Rangers were pretty aggressive last week against Celtic, but I was just a bit disappointed in the final third. They never created a lot. There wasn't a lot of runners getting into the box because um, I think midfield runners cause defenders problems. And that's one thing Scott Arfield does um, brilliant. That's what he's known for. Um, and he showed that when he came on against St Man at the weekend. So he's definitely um, shown that he still want to play a part. And I think he could play a big part from now until the end of the season still. If you're serious about winning a title, you need a goal-scoring threat from midfield. And I, I, I think Scott Arfield still gives you that. Maybe Rangers want a, an upgrade. Um, but you can't just rely on your main striker and other forward players you need a goal scoring threat from midfield you need a spread of goals with a, 
a good number of people ch- uh, chipping in with uh, a good number of goals and that's definitely an area where Rangers can improve Fashions, and there was yeah. all uh, yeah, or, yeah. you're just about to say Sakala scored the goal but Matondo a player who we've not seen for a long time yeah. I actually <laughs> forgot he was still yeah. at Rangers he came on and he, he played for half an hour or so and um, showed a bit of pace a wee bit of quality as well um, set up one of Morelos' um, uh, goals um, so it was it was interesting to see uh, a player like Matondo come back into the fold Well here's Michael Beale speaking about Sakala and Matondo Fashion obviously goes and scores a good goal but I thought in moments of the game he was erratic in his play and there was some sloppiness and so you know they're, they're, they're similar in type in terms of wire players that run with it and, and Rabi hasn't had much of an opportunity due to injury he's still not 100% fit I don't think but he got 70 minutes in a B team game on Tuesday and I thought he was right for 30 minutes today with Ryan not available and, and Scotty not available and to be fair he's gone and got a really good assist running behind I thought it was a really good pullback for Alfredo it was indeed um too many players for Rangers this season not available through injury or like Matondo was a bit of both Andy injury and also he just fell out yeah. of the reckoning well I think you, you, you're you always looking to just test how strong your squad is but when you I mean I'm looking at the lineup just now and I'm looking at the subs bench and we spoke earlier about one or two of the Celtic players getting a chance but you'd Ross McCausland you'd Aaron Lyle you'd Bailey Rice and Leon King got on for a, you know the last minute for um for Tavernier but there there you are again you've got um, experience of Kamara and Hadji and Arfield and someone who you want to see a bit more of Matondo it just highlights again how difficult it is you, you're actually on the bench for Rangers but you even against St Mirren when second place is secure but you know I, I think the, the focus uh, from every manager is to get their more recognised players give them more game time and that's how, that's how difficult and challenging it is for young players to, to make a mark. John Lundstrom, Barry's, we've not seen so much of him. We spoke to him afterwards and he did say, yep, Rangers conceding too many goals. Just to concede a couple of sloppy goals at the first one. We didn't quite get up to people to stop the cross. I haven't seen it back yet, but I'm not sure how far away we was from the cross. It just seemed to me like we didn't get up to stop the cross and then the edge of the box, he's took a touch on his chest and... And he's, he's managed to finish it well, to be fair to the boy. But I think initially getting up to the cross, and I think it comes from us losing the ball at the other end as well, which I think we probably need to capitalise better with. Um, we get in some good positions sometimes. And I said to the lads at half time, the final pass sometimes just needs to be better. And then the second one was a set play, which that's some, it's their game as well, to be fair to them. They had the, the massive heights. Um, and the, the, I think it was the same lad again, was it, scored the goal. So they played to their strength there, which is, which is something we obviously need to work on this week. Barry certainly the first goal when I was watching it's a bad goal to lose listen great finish but it could be stopped at source there was a couple of opportunities and I just felt there was a lack of desire to go and stop the the cross which I I found strange and obviously don't take anything away for a Harris finish and then the second goal it's another good finish but they don't deal with the uh, the, the corner kick it comes in so yeah I think Michael Beale will be disappointed I think they can defend a lot better but stop it at source I keep saying that when the ball's out wide go and stop the cross for coming in or go and, or go and force the wide player back the way and I felt I, I never seen that in the first half Is there a lack of urgency from some of the players? Well I think if you, you hear Michael Beale speaking he, he did 
did say that that he was concerned about the the, the lack of urgency to go and stop the the cross coming into the the box for the St Man's first goal. Um, and you you could see that when St Man actually scored the goal, it was only really Alan McGregor that was coming out and and having a go and saying, "Look, we, we need to do better here. We need to go and stop that." Yeah, so look, it was a bit different the second half. They were a bit better Rangers, and obviously we making the changes. Obviously, that was the the difference, um, and making sure uh, they come away with the three points. Because if you drop another couple of points, got to remember is you've got a big game in a couple of weeks, so you want to be you want to try and get your form back. Um, and as I said, I've seen Rangers play better. And it's a tough one they've got up at Petodre next Sunday. Sure is. I tell you what, it's brilliant for St Mirren to be on the verge of their first ever finish in the top six, which will make you know a difference financially to them. Uh, and I've got to be honest, I had them and and uh, St Johnson, you know, around the, the bottom two places at the start of the season when you're putting your neck on the line and making a making a guess before a ball's kicked. But they've been magnificent, and for them to get top six uh, would be a some achievement. I, I tell you one thing I know he scored the two goals but I was so impressed with Hara mm-hmm. in the middle but he's had a, a fantastic season uh, for St Mernon I'm sure there'll be a few clo- uh, few clubs keeping an eye on him that that would be my goal of the season had you not saw the is it Humphreys at Hearts against yep. who was uh, that against it, inside his own half that'll be hard what? to beat won't it I think yeah. that'll win it that would get yeah. my vote but if, if uh, for second it would be I, I thought that was a Tremendous finish from O'Hara. For you, Barry, goal of the season so far? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. got to be Humphreys. No doubt about it, but O'Hara, uh, O'Hara's not, not far behind. No. Um, I mean, it was the power he got in it as well. Alan McGregor never even seen it go past him. No. Who's your uh, candidates for a player of the season? So I know it's. I know we're going early, but we're, we're getting to the... For me, with the amount of goals he scored and he's doing it on a regular basis, it's Kyogo. Yeah. Kyogo would be what were you one of the favourites? Yep. I think Kyogo. I think Carter Vickers for Celtic has also been uh, tremendous, and uh, I think Hatate might attract yep. uh, mm-hmm. a few votes. But um, so who would out, you go for? I, I'd probably go for uh, Kyogo. I, I'm always my eyes are always focused on the guys that make the difference at the business end mm-hmm. of the pitch. But then I'm I'm trying to think outside of. You know, Aberdeen players, Hearts players, Duke Hibs players that are... Duke will obviously yeah. attract, I think, a bit of interest because he's the, the top scorer outside the, sure. you know, the big two. Barry, Kyogo, anyone else that you would I, I think for? he'll win it. Yeah, out and out. He yeah, must. I think How many he'll goals be is that, Andy, now? Sorry. 29, is it? 29. 28, 29, yeah. yeah. And it could have been one more. It's, it's not uh, just his, it's his all-round game. I think he's getting better. Yeah. Um, his, his movement there it's, his, it's his work rate I mean it's you actually watch that game on Saturday and I think they're, they're, they're 4-0 up at the stage and it goes back to the commander goalkeeper and he's sprinting 20-30 yards to go and yeah. put him under pressure yeah. when it's easy just to say right I'm taking a wee break here but he's, he's absolute non-stop throughout the game when you see the work rate he's got when you see the work rate that Dyson Maida has I thought he was uh, terrific again on, on Sunday against Kilmarnock and uh, yeah. It's also, I think it's a poor reflection on the Scottish League when managers are looking at a pitch. All right, we can't play my top centre half true. and yeah. we can't play my exciting winger because, you know, the surface isn't good enough. Is that why he didn't play Jota and... Apparently so. CCD. And yeah. uh, it's not a great look. No. Listen, we talk about the state of uh, 
some pitches and you're, you're, you've now got managers forced into making changes because uh, of a plastic pitch. We just, we just shouldn't have it in the top flight. I, I can't think of a, a really bad surface in the Scottish Premier League. I mean, you, no. you're, you go to all the grounds. Yeah. No. I see I, them I, on I, TV. It's different okay, when you watch them on yeah. TV. But well, I think actually the surface, the plain surfaces, I mean, you, you go, Ibrooks like a bowling green. Yeah. Celtic Park last week, like a bowling green. Fur Park. Yeah. Barry, the best example is Motherwell, which I think is the best the best surface in the league. Mm-hmm. So there's Motherwell with fairly modest resources. Sure. I know it's a sort of combination hybrid. of grass and a wee bit of hybrid, but the players absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. So if Motherwell can get the best uh, playing surface mm-hmm. in the league, I don't think there's any excuse. The, the really only one probably McDermott Park when, when yeah, had the, it, looks it looked heavy as well. Yeah, a bit um, soft. That would be true. Yeah, well, gen in general terms, the, the surfaces are not too bad up here. Darvo, look at in January. Um, <laughs> back to these are not candidates for Player of the Year, but Ange was asked about his other players, some of the fringe players who featured yesterday. Iwata, Kobayashi. Yeah, I thought Tomoki was 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 excellent in midfield, and and Yuki. You know, it's a big physical challenge playing here on that surface. I thought he handled it really well, and that uh, was good to get Haxa some minutes. Um, so yeah, the boys who came in did a good job. Andy, who would you pick up on? What about Haksabanovic? I thought he might have been involved a, a bit more because I really rate him. I think he was desperate for some game time, but again, the surface didn't really help him. But I thought um, Kobayashi looked good because he had a real physical uh, challenge to cope with, obviously, with Vassell and Dodge. Then Dodge went off when the when the game was gone. But he's passing uh, for one of the goals. He's passing to the, the feet of Taylor, who was able to turn and then thread it into uh, O'Reilly for one of the goals I thought that was really clever and uh, he looked a decent player and Iwata I think just needs more more game time there's obviously a, a player in there as well Just Andy mentioned I'm going by Vassell up top I was I was impressed with him he's got something yeah, he's a unit a yeah. unit of a boy Um I mean, he was he was isolated, Barry, yeah, I and at he'd times done well at stages. Yeah, yep. at times he was he was holding the ball up on his own, holding off maybe two or three uh, markers, and still, yeah, you know, winning a free kick, just winning possession, winning a winning a throw in. I thought he did really well. Could he go higher? Do you think? I mean, Kilmarnock, a big club, but could you see him play? You know, he's only had about twenty clubs in his career. I know he was always in the move, yeah. <laughs> and his but contracts up, up at yeah. the end of the season, so it's always short term. But I, I've got a bonus for you. I've seen him a, a few times now, and I like him. Good find by, by Derek McInnes. Back at your game on Saturday afterwards, the manager he spoke earlier about Cantwell, and he had a bit more to say about the former Norwich star. When you go into the market, you want your players that you bring in to have a, a big impact on the team, and I thought him and Nico, you can see uh, Nico at times in the game can blow up a little bit physically, and, and, and needs a, and he's just a, a, a young boy who puts so much effort into his game in terms of running around, and Todd's the same. You know that what we've brought in is two players who are energisers if you like they're not only good football players they give energy to the rest of the team and they, they run and put in big numbers certainly I'm looking for those two to kick on even further after a good pre-season with the group and certainly I'm looking to add some players uh, for them to go on a journey with here and Raskin Barry he's looking forward to Aberdeen he said I know there's uh, not a good really, you know he'll get stick up there he said I thrive in that yeah, been, uh, I've been impressed since he's been brought in. I can see the reason why Michael Beale was desperate to sign him. He never had his best game 
on Saturday but I tend to look at when you're not having your best game because he's a very good passer of the ball if he does give it away I love the fact that he wants it back as quickly as possible that, that shows me a guy who's got um, he's mentally pretty strong and can't well um, to be honest with you the two players that he's brought in in January have certainly strengthened Rangers um, and then come the summer if that's the type or that's the, the calibre of player that he's want to bring in then I'm sure it will be a, a positive um, window for Rangers in the summer yeah I think the, the problem is there's so many out of contract you don't know what ones Rangers are going to keep you don't know what uh, ones Rangers will will want to go maybe get uh, maybe get something fresh in Ryan Jack for example and well, if, if it were you Ryan Jack he's, he's done enough for a new contract yeah I think so I think he's a I think he's a good player I think Rangers will want to keep him uh, I don't know what the player himself wants but uh, you look at the big ones that are Kent and Morelos we've spoken about them so often but uh, there's so many others and uh, you know Rangers Michael Beale always talking about you know maybe four or five players that will come in and be starters be be players like Raskan and Cantwell who will try and make a difference Raskan, is that the official Crocs yeah, Raskan, Barry? I, I, I got that from uh, yeah. from my good friend Crocs. It's Raskan. Um, that's Raskan. You, for ask the, you ask the player himself, Pardon? what's your name? And he yeah. tells you. I, I would keep Ryan Jack. Would you? I would yeah. keep Ryan Jack, but I think it's an area where. It's he... Ryan Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and they will, won't they? They'll give him a new contract. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. So the, the only issue with Ryan Jack is that he does pick up niggly injuries. But I think that's an area where they'll go and strengthen as well I think they'll look to bring in a, a real dominant central midfielder John Lundstrom was asked uh, he, he's not out of contract is he but you no, know, would, does he hope to get another one after that yeah no of course I'd, I'd love to stay at the club as long as the club want me but no no, not at all at the minute I love the club I've never shied away from that um, so yeah the club want me to stay I, I'd love to but mind you Barry as you well know they have to give him another contract because you don't want to just run it down he is worth money um, but that's one of the ones I guess you'll have to wait and see what happens in the summer yeah, but if that's the model that Rangers are wanting to work with, they can't allow what's happened to both Kent and Morelos. I think they got away with it last year with Conor Golson, if I'm being honest. Obviously, he signed a new contract, but Morelos, he was only a million pound, but Ryan Kent was seven million pound. To let a guy in the transfer market, I think going into the final year, you would get round about that kind of mark down in England. You can't allow that to happen again. Quick break and we're back. Andy Walker, Barry Ferguson, 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Rochelle will be back tomorrow morning in the breakfast show with Crofty and Grado. This morning, John Higgins was on the former world snooker champion on our third birthday, three years of Go Radio. Glasgow's on. Can you believe it? Yeah, Andy. Andy, Barry, three years ago, we started Crofty and Grado at breakfast. And of course, that was right in the middle of, uh, well, it was a month Pandemic. into COVID. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, how time flies when you enjoy yep. yourself. There you go. <laughs> we came on air on the, what, 30th of July, wasn't it? The first one just at the start of the new season. Barry was busy earlier in the month. I'm joking, because you were on holiday in July. Uh, and we kicked off the Go Radio football show. Uh, three years of the station here and happy birthday to Kenny who's tuned in home for a couple of days happy birthday Kenny and we launched on the 17th of April marvellous Andy hard to believe isn't it three years tremendous 
We're, enjoy, we're enjoying, enjoying the radio. You always Very love much. the radio as well. It's great to yes. have you back on and on Sky at the weekend. How many games are you doing this weekend? Is it, uh, hey, just, uh, we're yeah. doing the Hertz on Saturday, right. Hearts Ross County, Hearts and Ross then County. I'll go up to Aberdeen yeah. to do the Aberdeen Rangers, which is always, as Barry will tell you, it's always a bit tasty. I'm sure you'll get a nice reception up there, Always, Andy. I always do. Eh? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Uh, and um, Celtic Motherwell, three o'clock on Saturday. It's great for the fans, isn't it, Barry, to get a three o'clock, as you did at the weekend at Ibrox there's something special about going to Celtic or Rangers yeah, yeah you can't beat after your clock on a Saturday you could go on Saturday Celtic <laughs> motherwell. I don't know why I'm <laughs> saying I don't think it'll be no. welcome yeah. what happened what was the chat when you went in at the weekend at uh, Ibrox did you see some people you hadn't seen no, for a while seen quite yeah. a few people at yeah. work round about the club um, seen DJ um, ah big Derek yeah how's Derek Johnson yeah yep. he's, he's lost a, a fair bit of timber Good. He's looking well. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he's looking well. Jim's keeping um, him busy. Yep. Alec McLeish. Um, I seen Scott Wright and Cholak. They'd done a wee interview in the in the lounge I was in, um, and just people who I hadn't seen for a number of years who have worked at the club uh, do the hospitality. So it was nice to see some old faces. Andy, how were they at Dingwall with you up there? Uh, Roy McGregor, a, very hospitable, isn't he? Absolutely, yep. it's a great club, it's a welcoming club. We were welcomed in, what, about four, half four? We got a bit of dinner, a bit of food inside, all the cameramen and women. Um, I mean, listen. Just, yes. just a lovely touch from them, really good food that they put on for us and, as you say, very hospitable. Well, we had Barry's predictions on Friday night, let's go through some go of on. those. Yeah, well, Ross County against Aberdeen, Duke was the goal scorer, of course. What did you go for, Barry? I, I went for Ross County. I know. Yep. Well, because yeah. I, th- I thought they did, they did a brilliant victory the week before at McDermott Park. Um, I think I, I fancied just, the draw, so I, I know where you're coming from. The, the only issue we've spoken about this, the only issue Ross County have got is um, goals. And I think, what, what did Charles Cook, Regan Charles Cook, oh, yeah, he scored yeah, yeah. a fair amount of goals. He scored day. heavily, yeah. Hungbo, yeah. and you've now got uh, Brophy, who they brought in. Right. He's been he's injured for a, for a little while. And they brought in Simon Murray, who yeah. I thought looked quite lively the other night with Jordan White. Scored some a, goal last week. Yeah, winning a few balls in the air. So they, they certainly got enough of the ball into the box, but no one on the end of it and credit to Aberdeen I thought they defended really well so Ross County stay 27 points Kilmarnock 28 Barry who's going to go down you thought a few weeks ago it was Dundee United yeah, but, but fair play yeah. two good results mm-hmm. um, one against Hibs been a watch the game last week I'll be honest with you it wasn't a great watch yeah. um, and then he go to Fir Park who mother will the form that they've been in um, it's a brilliant three points for Jim Goodwin and his, and his players so yeah, listen, it's between the bottom four, Paul. St. Johnson, I think, are dragged into it now, so it'll be an interesting remaining six games. Andy, what do you think? Who's going to go down automatically? Well, unless Ross County can find a goal scorer or convert some of those chances, it doesn't look great for them, but um, I, I just can't keep my eyes away from Kilmarnock and the fact that they can't... They can't win away from home. I mean, two points is just remarkable. So to ask them to keep that uh, home form up in the last six games, I think it's a, I think it's going to be a tall order. So I have no idea. It's so close. It's so tight. No one is detached, and I think every club is capable of winning a couple of games on the spin. The problem they've got next week, they're going to sit man, and their home form is is excellent and they need to make sure they win St Murn to get into the top six then it's an unbelievable season so yeah it's it's a hard one to call it's between the four of them at the bottom 
for assurance. So Ross County 27, Kilmarnock 28, along with Dundee United and St. Johnson on 32. So what about that result at the weekend? Let's look at it from two aspects. Livingston beating St. Johnson 2-0 and Nubley and Stephen Kelly. Um, 2-0, it meant for St. Johnson. It was, um, well, cheery. What was mutually... Yeah, that one. Yeah. Could you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did go Livy, yeah. didn't you? So they had to get it. What about... Because it was such a poor run until they then. They were, but you, yeah. you tend to see that with, with David Martindale. Um, when they have a, a poor run, a three or four games, he always manages to, to get that, that result. And um, Nubly, even he's fit and he's in form, he's a real handful up top I mean I've seen him live at the start of the season um, Rangers, Rangers against Livingston yeah. I think it was was it live yeah. on Sky yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought he was scored he, a great goal he was and unplayable really well, yeah. unplayable the first 45 minutes he gives um, Suter and Connor Golson a headache mm-hmm. um, certainly in the first 45 minutes so when he's fitting on for him he's a real handful and he's a match winner for Livingston as well so Livy Andy are on 42 points just one behind Hibs on 43 St Mirren on 44 so David Martindale will be still hoping that next week can get a win to get him top 6 yeah they've got uh, they've got every chance I think it's going to be tough I think we saw uh, St Mirren at home to Kilmarnock um, obviously Hibs as well who got the big boost after winning the Edinburgh Derby you would you would fancy Hibs and St yeah. Mirren to secure uh, the, the top six and Livy yet again missing out and what about St Johnson we mentioned at the top of the programme the news came out yesterday afternoon during the game yep. Andy uh, that Callum Davidson has left the club so he's been there since what 2020 well to find a way to win a couple of trophies is just uh, unbelievable for a club of that size the, the, the only downside to that was that it was during the Covid years and the you know no one was really there to see it but um I think he did a fabulous job over the piece, but obviously the supporters were beginning to turn against him, maybe for the style of football, maybe for the fact that they weren't scoring enough goals. Just in general, an entertainment uh, type of level, and they were looking for something fresh. So uh, hopefully in time, it'll be a good move for Callum as well. He can get a break come back refresh I, th- I still think he's got a lot to offer yeah no wins in six Barry three defeats in a row only one goal but that doesn't characterise his time as manager because he's the most successful manager in the history of St Johnson yeah he's just went through a tough period over the last um, couple of months um, I-, I still believe if Callum was in charge he would have um, he would have kept him up I, I would have uh, no doubt in, in saying that um, but listen St Johnson I made the decision I'm sure Callum will go away and, and recharge his batteries and I'm sure he'll get another job pretty soon. Is Jack Ross going to come into the frame for management? Robbie Nielsen I've well. heard as well. Ah, good shout. Um, so there's a, there's a few managers that are out of um, a job at this moment in time so it'll be interesting to see who St Johnson go for. It's a good club and it's well run. They don't uh, spend out with their means. But I think there's always a, you know an ask to be to be competitive, uh, to be a good team to watch. I mean, you, you look at uh, St. Johnson, where should they be? What's a realistic expectation or ambition for St. Johnson? Do they want to be a top six club? Well, if St. Mirren can threaten to get into the top six, I think St. Johnston uh, should be able to do that too. And uh, maybe that's 
why eventually it, it's proved uh, too much for Callum. And I was going to answer it by saying survival probably is the truth for them. But you're right, they've well, they won two cups two years ago, and yeah. St. Mirren they were in the playoffs yep. last year, and I thought they were quite comfortable in both games against uh, Inverness Cali Thistle, but. It's obviously not where St Johnston see their team being, just surviving. I think they, I think they have loftier ambitions. But you know, sometimes you've got to be careful what you wish for. I mean, I think Callum, you've mentioned it, Paul. He's the best manager they've had in their history. And there are reports that there could be an American owner in the wings. Well, um, any time you get a new owner. Yeah. And absolutely, if you're prepared to put your money in, I think you're prepared. Uh, you're entitled rather to to have your pick of managers and who knows maybe they've got someone lined up that's uh, a bit fresh so many changes we said at the top of the programme six managerial casualties in the Premiership alone this season management is brutal mm-hmm. and it's unforgiving and you can't afford to have what Callum has just had uh, what is that six games that they've lost yeah. on the spin and they're, they're, they're dropping like a stone six without a win what about Motherwell the Motherwell fans um, I don't think they were they didn't want to lose obviously on Saturday but they know the team played well Barry it's a mark that a 2-1 defeat to Dundee United isn't a disaster because Stuart Kettlewell has got them playing so well yeah but I'm sure they'll be disappointed Aye. because yep. of the, the form they've, they've shown over the, the piece and Stuart Kettlewell's come in um, and he, to be fair to him he's, he's changed them he's changed the shape of the team um, he's brought a few players in that weren't um, playing before under uh, Stephen Hamill, uh, but they're they've been in a brilliant run. It's just about making sure they they try and continue that until the end of the season. I'm sure Stuart Kettlewell want to bring in his own players in the summer, um, but as um, up until now, I think he's done a a fantastic job. But that that was that uh, expected to win. He set the, by, the yep. bar high now, Barry. Yep. So I think when you're going from the word go next season you think well hang on a minute you're winning more than you lose we, mm-hmm. we should be a top six team and maybe that's what Motherwell the problem Motherwell have got as we spoke about it five or ten minutes ago you want to go to third part and play because of the surface yeah. as before that was one place that you never wanted to go in and play your football because that, that area the main stand that was always bare yeah. and it wasn't the nicest of surface but um, the, the condition that the groundsman's got that pitch in because um, they did spend a, f- a few oh, quid in yeah. the, the summer it's on it um, but listen Stuart Kettlewell's done a great job and I'm sure he'll he'll want to go out on a high come the end of the season What does this tell us about Jim Goodwin who started the season as the manager at Aberdeen Aberdeen are now in third position and they were doing well for a while we know this story was it November time into December they lost to um, Rangers in the what, 93rd minute they were 2-1 up on Rangers they lost 3-2 mm-hmm. then with Celtic they lost 1-0 it was 0-0 till what 88 minutes or something and I know the season then collapsed for him but look at the job that he did because a lot of those players are his players at Aberdeen and also now at Dundee United if he can do the Houdini act and stay up Andy how good will that be? Yeah I think it would be astonishing because uh, I think he began to get into a bit of trouble at Aberdeen with the home game against Celtic because it wasn't just the fact they lost 1-0 it was their approach they weren't ambitious they didn't try and lay any sort of glove on Celtic they defended so deep they uh, tried to deny Celtic any sort of space in the attacking third but they offered absolutely nothing going forward 
And of course they lost a, a, a late goal. And then what really killed them was the game against uh, Rangers where they were obviously more ambitious. They tried to play Rangers at their own game and were 2-1 up, but losing two goals in, in injury time absolutely destroyed their confidence. He didn't recover from that, Barry, did he? You know, after the Rangers game, so close to getting a, a victory in the Cup against Rangers. Yeah, I, I think that was the game that um, was the end for, for Jim. Um, you seen it zapped all the energy and all the belief um, out the players. And then obviously Aberdeen um, made the decision, but fair play to Jim for taking the Dundee United job on. Um, he's come in it's been a bit of a struggle listen it's not been a great watch I watched the game last week against um, Hibs and I thought it was a poor poor game of football but he done what he had to do and get the three points and then going to Fur Park at the weekend where I think everybody expected Murrow to win that pretty comfortably yeah. he's come away with another three points so they're in with a chance of, of certainly staying up now is he a good manager? Yeah, you just need to look at the job he done at Alaba, job he done at St Myrne. Listen, he did a tough, what, six-week period at Aberdeen. It doesn't make you a bad manager. I don't um, know how involved he was in bringing Duke and Miofsky in, but those two signings have, have made, made Aberdeen you know, a, a different team altogether to have two recognised strikers. Who's going to come third, Andy? Who do you reckon? I'll ask you after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. Breaking news in the last hour or so that uh, Ajax are interested in Leal Abada. The Celtic player, the Israeli international. Andy, what do you feel? Would that surprise you? I think Celtic have shown over the last number of years they are a club that are always willing to do business. And if Ajax are in for a badder, from memory, I think he's got around 10 goals this season. But he doesn't play enough for, for himself. Um, I think he's fit. Um, but uh, I think Celtic will do business. I think they'll make a profit on him and they will go and get someone else. And you've got to say, when he has played, he's had a terrific attitude. He's been brilliant in big games. He's been brilliant against Rangers. He has scored goals on the big occasion and has looked uh, an exciting player. So, yeah, Celtic will miss him in much the same way as they miss, you know, Juranovic, Yakimakis. Uh, these guys come and go and you, you change the menu pretty regularly. Barry, you might not be too unhappy to see him go <laughs> to Ajax or anywhere. Well... He's been another real good find from Postacoglu. Um, I think he's got two years left in the summer. The way that Celtic operate is, is if they're not willing to commit themselves, they get sold on. Um, and I, I think he's a, a real dangerous player. You, you've just seen what he's done over the piece. And bear in mind, he's only 21 as well. Come over here as a 20-year-old. And the amount of goals and assists that he's, that he's had over the... The last couple of seasons has uh, been exceptional. And he ruined your birthday last year, didn't he? Yep, he did. So <laughs> hopefully he goes. <laughs> February the 2nd, your birthday last year, yeah. the, the game. The 3-0 game, right. was it? Paul is on the line, a Rangers oh. fan. He remembers that day. He doesn't want to talk about it. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi, Barry. <laughs> I, I, I'll forget that day as well. That's then. <laughs> but, um, you, but you are thinking transfer window. I, this is just an idea just popped into my head I was reading the papers a couple of days ago and um, it's a bit out there right and mm -hmm. you might go on about finances and things like that but if you just bear with me right Delhi Alley um, 
it's obviously on loan now from Everton to, I think it's Besiktas, over in Turkey, I think. Um, and he's going through quite a hard time, I think, for reading the papers yeah. and whatnot. Sure. I'm just wondering where the links with Michael Beal going down the English market and um, looking for somebody a bit high profile now. I know he's looking away from the loan market, trying to get more permanent players in, but just as a one-off, I'm just thinking he's a talented guy. He's obviously went through a bad patch now, um, but he's surely got some talent there. We've done the same with Todd Cantle, and the same he's got a lot of talent, maybe never expressed it a lot. And I'm just thinking, could he maybe reignite his career as well by coming to the old firm? Um, and getting them okay. back out there in the high-pressured environments and things. And okay, good question. Barry, you played alongside an ex-Tottenham star, superstar, Paul Gascoigne. Could you see Deli Ali coming back to revitalise, restart his career? Well, he's not played enough football, Paul, over the last 18 or 24 months. I've just I seen that actually yesterday. Um, obviously, he was in the papers for the wrong reasons. Yeah. He's just had an operation. He's out for the next three or four months. So I don't. I think that will be a a, a no go. I can see where Paul's coming from. Listen, I remember watching him three or four years ago, and I thought this kid is is well, no, a kid, but this boy can play. Um, but his career's just petered away over the last couple of seasons. He went out to Turkey to Besiktas, I think yeah. it was. Again, never played much, um, and now he's out for the next three or four months after a, a, an operation. So I don't think that'll be one that, that Michael Beale will, will, will go for. No, I can't see it happening. I th- there's a questionable attitude uh, about him. I agree with Barry. I think he's got great ability. Loved watching him play when he was flying at Spurs a few years ago. But a few years ago now, and he's been to Everton, didn't work there. He's gone to Turkey, hasn't worked there. He's still having some off-field problems. Um, would he come to Glasgow and immediately just settle down and, and be the player he was some years ago? I just think it's too big of a risk. Plus the fact he's probably on uh, an amount of money that is out of Rangers' reach. But would anyone else pay him that kind of money? I mean, he was some player at his best. Jose Mourinho spotted it though, didn't he? In that documentary when you yeah, saw him. Yeah. And he said about you don't train well enough. I, I hope yeah. that he gets his yeah, career sure. back in track because I think he's only 27. Mm-hmm. Or 28, um, you just don't like to see a guy with that amount of ability let it go to waste. Um, but I can't see it. Andy's right. I mean, his salary would be crazy amounts, like 100 grand a week or something, something like that. So that'd be far too expensive for, for Rangers. Rangers, uh, a win, a big win when you look at the scoreline on Saturday, 5 2 against St. Mirren. This was the manager's take on it. I thought our first goal was an excellent one, some really good play. Some of the stuff we've been working on, passing and running, it's nice to see Todd get beyond the two strikers and score. And then you're hoping that we kick on. But what I thought we did is we overindulged a little bit. We've become a little bit tippy-tappy. We forgot that when we lose the ball, we have to go and press and be fast across the grass. And I thought we'd become passive. I was really annoyed with the first goal. We take nothing away from the boy, O'Hara. It was a fantastic strike. But if you rewind back, we've got a 4v3 in the attack. We're very wasteful in that moment. And our reaction was dreadful. But I'm still striving for more all the time. You know, we've been crying out for a five-goal home victory because the amount of chances we've been creating we even created more today but I'm still looking for more in that when we haven't got the ball because I know that when we have to go there against a level of opponent that's going to cause us more problems it's our out of possession organisation that's really important to get the ball back Paul what did you feel you'd be at the game what did you you, a bit wasteful at the back well last month we're missing goals in his draw I heard a few calls saying 
issues with Goldson, but at the end of the day, without the guy, you've seen it in a few other games that he was injured, but we lose goals. He is a commanding presence at the back. And I think I'm looking forward to next year in the sense that, obviously, I'm looking forward to the. I still think we can, we, we, we can, we can make amends for Celtic in the, 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 the semi final. I think we've got the ability. Mm-hmm. It's just cutting out silly mistakes and we're making silly mistakes in the back, you know, Ben Davies and people like that. So, uh, a bit frustrated. I like the way Bill talks. I think he says what I see as a fan, you know, and, and that's something I miss with Jill when Jill was in. So, Andy, he always go, comes out with a good line. Well, I was going to ask Paul, go go on. I know it's a couple of weeks away, but how's that semi final going to go at Hamden? Well, it's only a week on Sunday, remember? A week on Sunday, a couple of weeks, yeah. How's it going to go, Paul? Well, I'm, I'm usually over optimistic this time. So I'm probably really pessimistic hope it goes my way this time, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go for 21 Rangers. Right, the countdown has officially started. Andy Walker, your first prediction. Yeah, 2-1 <laughs> Rangers. Barry, we'll ask you a few times before now and then. Um, but you're just thinking about that one out just now. Yeah, you're thinking about Petaudry <laughs> this weekend. Thanks, Paul, for that call. Deli Alley, you wanted for Yeah, Rangers. but can I just say, Michael Beale's bang on. See the reaction when Rangers lost the ball. He used the word dreadful. It was, it was like laboured getting back. See when you lose the ball, you've got to sprint back. And when they have the opportunity to cross, and I just thought there was a real lack of desire to go and close the the ball down. Um, and I, I like his honesty. He's, um, I think fans will, will buy into that. Um, that's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear excuses getting made when you, again, you don't take it away for a Hara, uh, sorry, a Hara strike. Yeah. Unbelievable strike, but it's before that Rangers can do a lot better. And the way he's talking about the the creation of the first goal, you know, where Cantwell goes beyond the strikers, that's obviously what he's wanting um, a bit more of. So maybe that will be Rangers' uh, goal-scoring threat from, you know, just behind the main striker. John Lundstrom, will he feature against Celtic a week on Sunday? He's certainly been asked about the last game and the next I one. I think we all want to win in the old term, of course we do. That's that's our biggest rival, of course it is, and, you know, to... to get a win against against them would be great but we are we are building it, it is progressing um, slightly I thought we were a lot better in the last all firm um, than what we was the one before so I think we're definitely building and hopefully if we can get that, that big statement performance that can really give us confidence then to go on Andy are Rangers building getting better getting closer to Celtic I don't see anything yet uh, and I think it's going to be a, a massive summer because all the talk has been about how Rangers are going to change and players will come and go as, as they do at every club but the fact that Rangers have got so many out of contract I think that'll be interesting and I think Celtic will probably do a lot of business as well I mean if it, if if Ajax are going to come in for a badder it's, it's absolutely fine it, Celtic will make a profit on them and it's you know, you bring them up, you bring them in for a, a small fee, you fatten them up and sell them on and make a bit of money and then you go again. And I think Celtic will do that in the summer as well. So not only will Rangers uh, strengthen, Celtic have got a bit of money to strengthen as well. Yeah, I've said that. I, I think you'll see um, three or four players coming in and maybe two or three going out at Celtic I think it'll be more at Rangers I've heard a few people have their opinion um, I do think there's still a, a fair bit of surgery to be done to the Rangers squad and I think that's the way it will be in the in the summer and it all comes down to the amount of players that are out of contract out of the, that 10 who is going to get I'd say one stroke two will get new deals um, so that leaves a a 
a large gap in terms of how many players Rangers are going to have in, in the squad. So I think it's going to be a real busy summer for Michael Beale. In the Championship, Kwame Thomas, he scored for Dundee, the equaliser, in the 94th minute of play. So Dundee, top of the table on 58. One point, Barry, ahead of Queen's Park, who had the one goal victory over Aki's on Friday night. Well, I think both are going to win the next couple of games and it's oh, going wow. to come down to the last game of the season where it's Queen's Park against Dundee. We'll go go to the game that's yeah, yeah, be, yeah I think I think yeah. that's what's going to happen it's going to be right down to the wire that one <laughs> it's squeaky bomb time yeah. that game Andy what do you reckon yeah it looks yeah. that way I mean no one is uh, you know really making their, their mark I think when you look at just over the last number of weeks Dundee, Queen's Park and Partick Thistle who have really picked up under uh, Chris Doolan. Yeah, they drew. So um, the know. playoffs yeah. will be will be really interesting as well. Yeah, the Jags drawing 1-1 with Ayr, Wraith Rovers 1-1 with Arbroath, Dundee as we mentioned 3-3 with Morton and Inverness winning 2-1 at Cove Rangers and Dunfermline, crowned champions, congratulations to them, Barry. We knew it was going to happen. They're... Uh, they're on their way up. Yeah, they've been yeah. The, the strongest team in, in League One. James McPeak has done a brilliant job after getting sacked by Dundee. He's went there and, and he's done what he's been asked to do and that's making sure they get back into the, the Championship. Falkirk, of course, just a week and five days away. Steve McGinn will be with us later in the week, Andy, but uh, Cup semi-final a, with Inverness. What a game of prospect. Story, isn't it? Semi-final and obviously they're up against a, a team from a a higher division but it didn't stop them uh, the last time they have got every chance of success at Hamden next week and Glasgow women uh, up against Celtic 4-2 win for Celtic women's keeps them behind them Barry but still in touch there at the top of the table it's really tight this season with Glasgow City Celtic and Rangers chasing yeah, it that's yeah that's another um, title that I think is going to go right down to the, the final couple of games of the season and Kevin Nisbet thinking Scotland as well. He got the goal, Andy, in the derby in Edinburgh and uh, tribute to him. Took yeah, it well. I think just in general, it's taken him a bit of time to get his sharpness back after that cruciate ligament injury and he's moving a lot better. His game outside the box was good. His hold-up play was good. And obviously, he got the match-winning goal, so he still knows where the back of the net is. Barry, for you, it's going to be um, Petordry this weekend, given that you saw Rangers at the weekend. Did you see enough to think that Rangers will win? They need to play better than they did against St Mum. That's for sure if they want to come away for Petodri with the, the three points. Barry Robson's got them um, flying up there. It's always a difficult place to, to go. It's a hostile atmosphere. But there's the kind of atmospheres and stadiums you want to play in. So, yep, I fully expect Rangers to come back down the road with the three points. And Andy Celtic, Motherwell Celtic chasing the, the points total. Yeah, Celtic have got some records to look at. I think they've got some players who are still hungry to get more goals, make it a special season, building up nicely towards the semi-final against Rangers in a couple of weeks. That'll be another cracker. Thanks very much to both of you, Andy and Barry. We'll see you, Andy, on Friday. Barry back on Wednesday. Tomorrow night at five, it's Kenny Miller's going to be here, along with Mark Guidi. Coming up next after the news, it's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 